Hey, good morning. As Ife said, my name's Chris. I'm our executive pastor. And I'm pumped to bring week five of our Names of God series to us. And we're going to be talking today. I'm just going to give you the preview of what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about the name Yahweh. The name that means I am. The name that, that covers all and that speaks to every circumstance and every situation that we could find ourselves in. And it's a privilege to get to talk about it today. But even in that, it's exciting to get to talk about how we get to encounter Yahweh in the middle of this next week. This next week, as Ife just said, we're inviting you to join us in a corporate fast to jump in and pray and seek God together. Wednesday through Friday, ending Friday night, having a big blow up worship night. And if you're new to fasting, at least from a biblical perspective, fasting is not a, nor fasting is not a weird thing anymore. Like it's not a weird thing. Like I bet a third of the room does some sort of intermittent fasting, at least some portion of the time in your life. Fasting's not weird anymore. But the idea of biblical fasting is different than maybe what you've read on the latest health blog. We're not talking about saying, hey, don't eat from dinner till lunch and it'll improve your health. It might do that. That's great. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But what I want to encourage you to do that your spirit can encounter God in a fresh way this week. You can have an encounter with God in a new way. What biblical fasting is. It is laying aside something that is good in order to grab hold of more of God. It is not me saying, you know what? I've got this addiction in my life. I'm going to fast from it Wednesday through Friday and cling on to God. No, if, if you've got an addiction in your life that you need to get set free of, let's pursue freedom, not fasting. All right, let's get free of stuff. But we're not fasting from the things we need to get free of. We're fasting from the things that are good. Maybe you give up a meal, maybe you give up media, maybe you give up social media, maybe when you get home from, from work, instead of watching Netflix those three nights, we say, all right, we're going to worship and pray. We're going to seek God. We're going to lean in for an extra half hour that night, and then we're going to settle down for bed. We're going to change our routine this week so that we can find God in the midst of it. Because here's the deal, God wants to meet us. He wants to meet us this week, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how God wants to meet us, how we can encounter Yahweh in this. And you may be feeling intimidated by fasting. You may feel intimidated by this whole idea of leaning into this, and I'm not sure what to do, or this feels new to me. It feels crazy to me. Let me, let me tell you an encouraging story. About 20 years ago, I was in a church service just like this, and they started talking about a corporate fast. I had just started following Jesus about nine months before that. I had church hopped and not really found a place to get plugged in. I showed up at, at Antioch Waco for like the second or third time. I had kind of thought, all right, this might be my church home while I'm here in college. And somebody from the front started talking about a, a church-wide fast. And they gave some practicals on how to do that and gave some vision for why they should do that during that message that day. And I left thinking, I don't know what this is, but it seems biblical, so I'll give it a shot and I'll go for it. And so I committed, as I left church that day, I'm going to take one day and I'm going to fast 
and I'm going to show up to the prayer meeting. As a 19-year-old kid, that's what I said I was going to do. So the next day was Monday. It was my day to fast. I woke up at noon and thought, halfway through, <laughs> going to make it. This thing's not so bad. By five o'clock, I wanted to kill everybody and was convinced I was going to die by the end of the day. I had made the decision, forget the prayer meeting. I'm going back to bed. When I wake up at midnight, I'm ordering a pizza. But something in me was like, hey, you, you committed to yourself to go to this prayer meeting. So I showed up at the prayer meeting. We prayed. Then I went and hung out with my friends till midnight, ordered a pizza, and ate it all myself. It was not like the most glamorous fast. It was not like well executed in any way. It was simply a heart to obey and jump in and say, all right, God, I don't know what I'm doing, but you do. See, let me tell you what happened as a result of that. I had been praying and asking. The reason I had been church hopping is because I was trying to find a place to belong. I wanted a place to fit. Well, I met a guy there that night named Daniel at that prayer meeting. Daniel was one of the leaders in the church. Daniel would go on and disciple me, spend time investing in my life every week for the next four years while I was in college. He would end up marrying my wife and I. He would end up speaking identity into me and inviting me into something bigger than I could have ever imagined. I have actually never been the same because of that fast. That was a turning point in my life. I didn't know it at the time, but it changed where I was going. You know why? Not because I was faithful, but because God was faithful. And God showed up and he met me in that moment. He was what I needed to be, what I needed him to be. Even if I didn't know what I needed him to be, he was Yahweh. That's right. See, today we're talking about Yahweh. The name that means I am. The name that is the foundation for every other name. When God says, I am who I am, he is saying to you, I will be who I want to be for you. I will be who you need me to be for you. I am who I am. I am whatever you need and in every circumstance, in every relationship and in every season, I am. That's who God wants to reveal himself to us as right now. That's what he wants to reveal himself as this week. The reason I'm going to spend time today leaning in and encouraging you to jump in this week to this prayer and fast is one, I know that if you respond to God as I am immediately, he'll do something in your life. But I've also learned throughout my own life that if I don't respond quickly to something, I'll probably never respond to it until I get reminded sometime down the road. When in church world, what that usually means, until the next time the message comes around. If I don't respond quickly, so I want to encourage you, listen to this today, make a decision and be like, you know what? Even if you've never fasted before, I've got one meal I can give. I can give Thursday's lunch. I can give Thursday's lunch and I can take time to pray and seek God. I guarantee God's going to meet you. He's going to show up in your life because that's who he is. He's Yahweh. He's Yahweh. I think it's so providential that we find ourselves talking about this today. This wasn't our plan. We, we, I know sometimes it can look like we've got everything master planned out. You know, our team met 
earlier this year and we prayed and we sought God and we said, God, what do you want to, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to do in our church? And we felt like he said, I want you guys to know me better. I want you, I wanted you to teach people how to know me better. And so we jumped into these names of God. And the way we scripted out the series was like, we're going to kick off with Yahweh. But then God started moving and speaking to us. And we, we didn't. We jumped into Jehovah Shema, the God who is there. And then Margie came in and talked about El Roy, the God who sees. And we shifted our plan. And we find ourselves here today talking about Yahweh, I am. I think that's providential for us today because I believe God wants to show up in your life. He wants to fill in that blank. He wants to speak to you and say, I am. Have you been walking through anxiety as you get ready to start this fall? Maybe you're going off to college, school starting back up, reports in the news. All of a sudden, anxiety's kicking back up. I am wants to show up. I am. He wants you to, he wants you to know, I am Jehovah Shalom. I am your peace. Do you need healing? Physical healing in your body? Maybe emotional healing from trauma you've experienced in your past? You're stepping in and you're, and you're needing God to show up. Well, he's wanting to meet you right now. He's wanting to, to reveal himself to you. I am Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. You're in financial trouble. You need a provision in your life. He wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to say, I am Jehovah Jireh the God who provides. I want to be for you what you need. I want to reveal myself to you as Yahweh. I am who I am. Will you lean in? Will you lean in? We're going to read a story from Exodus chapter 3. And we're going to read a lot of scripture today. That's one of my favorite things that we've been doing this summer is we read scripture every week. But this summer, we've been reading big chunks of scripture together. And let me tell you, the Bible is alive and it's powerful. It helps you. It helps you and it encourages you. And so we're going to read another big chunk of scripture today. And what we're going to do is we're going to read about where God first mentioned this name. Where he revealed this name to his people. But more than that, we're going to lean in and say, okay, how do we learn how to respond this week, in the right now, as a church, as we're leaning in together to, to prayer and fasting, what are some things we can glean from this passage about how to do this? Because that's where I find myself getting stuck sometimes in the Bible, is I read the story and I'm like, wow, that's super inspiring. Now, how do I do that? How does that apply to me today, right now, this week? How do I take that into my Monday, remember it on Tuesday by the time I get to Wednesday when the fast is supposed to start. How do I actually do that? And that's what we're going to get into today. But we're going to start in Exodus chapter 3. Beginning in verse 1, it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness where he came to the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. 
Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it didn't burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why does the bush not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had come over for a look, God called to him from within the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here am I. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place you're standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses fell to his face, hid his face from the Lord because he was afraid. Then the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. God wants to bring you out into a good, spacious land, a land that is flowing with the things that you need. We're going to dive into this more, but just underline that. God wants to bring you into a good and spacious land. And he goes on to say, and now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way that the Egyptians are oppressing them, so now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring the people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that I have sent you, that when you've brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. And Moses said, Suppose I go to the Israelites and they say, the God of your, your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, well, what's his name? What shall I tell them? And God says to them, I am who I am. This is what you're to say to them. I am has sent me to you. What happens further on in the interaction is God begins to tell Moses exactly what he needs to do. He begins to give him step-by-step instructions. When you go to the elders, this is what you need to say. This is how you need to gather them. This is what you need to do. God begins to walk through a plan with Moses. Moses has more questions, has uncertainties, has doubts, has worries, has a lot of insecurity, and God continues to to lead him, to speak to him, to guide him. But through it all, God begins to say, I am. When Moses asked the question, who am I to say is sending me? The answer that God gives him is Yahweh. I am who I am. Why does that matter to us? That seems like a weird answer. But why does it matter to us today? Because I guarantee you're asking some questions. We're not all asking the same questions. You've got your own questions. You've got a question about a relationship that's going on in your life. You've got a question about things that are coming. How is this going to work, God? When are you going to move on this? When is this going to happen? What are you going to do here? Why is this even happening to me, God? We've all got different questions that we're asking. 
The Israelites had questions that they were asking. Is God going to leave us here forever? We've been here for 400 years already. Feels like we've been here forever. Moses has been on the backside of a mountain for 40 years, wondering, am I going to be a shepherd forever? Is this is the way my life just goes? You've got a question. Moses had a question. They have a question. We all got a question that we're asking. And we end up asking God, where are you? What's going on? How's this going to work? And the answer that God wants to give us is Yahweh. And it may not be the answer you expected, but it's the answer that you needed. Because it's the answer that says, I am. Now you fill in the blank. What do you need? What's the breakthrough that you need? What's the thing that you're looking for? God wants to be it. He wants you to know that he is enough that you don't need to go looking somewhere else. You don't need to go searching for some other solution. You don't need to go find some other answer. He's like, I am the answer. And I want to teach you how to find me in your searching. I want to teach you how to find me in your looking. I want to teach you how to find me in your questions. Because I am. I am. When we come to understand this name of God, it'll provide so much security for all of our searching, for all of our wandering, for all of our question marks, for all of our trouble in times when when we're not sure what's happening, when the world feels really unstable to us. And let's be honest, it can feel really unstable these days. When that starts to shake us, because there are days that we have. This may not always be seasons long. I'm not always talking about years. You may just have a day where you feel like everything in you is shaking. This is where we need to turn. We need, we need to know Yahweh. We need to know I am. It's a settling word to the people. That's why God gave it to Moses. When he said, what do I say to them? Who do I say that I am? He says, say that I am. I am has sent me. It was a settling word for them. So how do we lean in and encounter it? Because I think there's a, there's, a, there's a template, if you look closely at it, this Exodus 3, for how Moses responded to this, that we can actually apply this week that can help us encounter Yahweh. Because your need is going to be different than my need. But we can all lean in and we can have our need met. And there's something we can learn from Moses if we'll do that. The first thing I want to encourage you to do is just understand that God's revealing himself. God is revealing himself. Look at what happens at the beginning of Exodus chapter 3. Moses is on the backside of the wilderness and God shows up. I want you to know God is showing up in your life, not next week, but right now. He is here right now. And he will reveal himself to each one of us individually and differently if we will just pay attention. It said Moses looked over. You wanna know how you can encounter Yahweh? First, respond to his invitation. God showed up as a burning bush to Moses. And you know what Moses could have done? He could have breezed on by. He had stuff that was going on. 
He's a shepherd looking for sheep, doing his job. He could have just kept going. But there was something about the pace and rhythm of Moses' soul that allowed him to see what was going on around his life. Allowed him to see the bush. In verse 3, it says, Moses thought to himself, I'll go over and see. I'll go over and see what's happening. My just practical encouragement to you this week is take time to see what God's doing around you. Now, it's, it's going to mean that you're going to have to slow down a little bit. I'm not talking about always the, the schedule. You may not always have control over your schedule. Your employer may, may dictate some of that, but you can dictate the, the pace of your soul. You can set up some, you know, when Pastor J.D. talks about our steps. If you're new here, our steps are ways that we grow in God. We encounter, we matter, belong, grow, build. And we always talk about encounter is where it kicks it all off, but encounter is not just something we do one time. Encounter is a rhythm. Encounter is a rhythm in which in way we live. Let me, let me tell you something. You're not going to see what God's doing in your life if you don't have a rhythm of encounter. You're not going to see it. You're not going to, if you don't have a rhythm in which you stop and say, okay, God, help me see what you're doing today. Practically, this can look like me just taking time in, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening to pause and look and say, God, what are you doing in my life? What are you doing in my work? What are you doing in my wife? What are you doing in my kids? What are you doing in my roommates? What do you want to do at my school this year? Just pausing to look and see. That's the responding to the invitation of God. Because God is revealing himself. Just because I'm not seeing it, doesn't mean God's not doing something. Maybe I'm not looking. Maybe I'm looking for him to do it in a certain way at a certain time with a certain group of people. And if it doesn't look just like that, then God must not be moving. God's moving. I just got to slow down and look. Say, God, help me see what you're doing. Help me see the bush that's on fire in my life. Help me see where it's burning because I want to go see it. I want to move over there and see what you're doing. Respond to the invitation. What does it look like for you to respond to the invitation of God revealing himself to you this week? Let that question burn within you. God, how do I respond to you today? The scriptures encourage us not to be just hearers of the word of God, but doers of the word of God, responders to the word of God. God initiates, we respond. The next thing we see that happens is Moses walks over. He shows up and God calls out his name and he says, take off your shoes. The place you're standing is holy ground. This whole idea of what is happening right here the biblical phrase is to, to consecrate. God is inviting Moses to consecrate himself. When God often called people to a fast in the scriptures, he would say, consecrate yourself to the Lord. What does that actually mean? It means to make holy or to, to dedicate one's life to a higher purpose. It means to to set aside my life for the pursuit of holiness and God's purposes. 
See, there's a symbolic thing that happened when God told Moses to take off his shoes. See, shoes symbolize, you know, they take you places. They symbolize where you walk in life, where you're going. When Moses looked at, when, when God looked at Moses and said, take off your shoes, because the place you're standing is holy ground, there was a whole lot loaded in that phrase. He was saying to, to Moses, take off where you're going. I want to come to, I want you to come here. Take your shoes off. Moses, you've been heading this, this direction. In fact, this direction you've found yourself on has landed you in the backside of the wilderness. Take your shoes off. It's time to go where I'm going. Moses didn't have a plan to go rescue the Israelites. Moses had a plan to never go back to Egypt. He was a wanted man. But God said, take your shoes off. Consecrate yourself to me. I've got something for you. Practically this week, us choosing to lean into prayer and fasting is an opportunity for us. This whole idea of taking off your shoes and, and consecrating yourself, it's an act of submission. It's an act of me choosing to say, okay, God, I choose to come to you and submit my life to you again. I submit my life to you. What do you want to do? What do you want to do with my life? Maybe you're coming in and there's, you've got a situation going on in your life. You've got a relationship. You've got an opportunity that you could pursue. You've got a fight that you're in. This is your opportunity to come in and submit that and say, God, this is what I've been doing. What do you want to do? I choose to submit my life to your ways and your purposes. I choose to consecrate myself again to you. And whenever we fast, that's so much of what we're doing. We're coming in and just saying, all right, God, I'm responding to your invitation. Now I come and I commit my life to you again. I commit myself to you. I let you speak to me about what's going on, about what I'm believing for, about what you're doing in my life, God. I choose to submit and consecrate myself to you. And then, just like any type A driven person, we jump into action. And we forget what happened after Moses consecrated himself. After Moses took off his shoes, he didn't put them right back on and run out the door and say, oh, time to go rescue the Israelites. No, this is where I feel like I get it wrong most of the time. I come in and I'm like, yes, I really do. And I believe that's true about every single one of us. We really want to serve God. We want to, we want to give him our life and serve him with the best that we have. We just aren't very patient. And we get moving too quick. I do. Because before I can even ever hear what's on God's heart, I run out the door to do what's on my heart. See, God told Moses to take off his shoes. He said, consecrate yourself. 
And then he begins to pour out his heart to Moses. If we're going to lean in this week, let's listen to what's on God's heart. Let's listen to what's on his heart. God begins to, to speak to Moses. He tells Moses that I'm the God who's been faithful throughout all of your life. I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. I'm the God of Jacob. Think about what that would have meant to Moses. I'm, I've been the God who's been faithful through your past. And then he goes on to say, and I see what is happening right now with my people. I think some of us could really use hearing God say, I've been faithful to you. Hey, I know what you've been through over these last 18 months. I know the struggle that you faced. I know the, the things you're like, hey, this has got to change. God, I don't know if I can keep doing this. He knows your fight. He knows your struggle. He knows where you feel weary. And he wants to show you how he's been faithful. And he wants you to know he sees you. So what he does in this moment when he speaks what's on God's heart is he wants you to know he's with you and he sees you. So often when I'm leaning in and saying, God, would you speak to me? I need a word from you. This is what I get. I, I see you. I'm with you. I see you. I'm with you. I've been faithful. I see what's going on. But if I rush out the door too quickly, if in my zeal, if in your zeal, if in our excitement this week, we rush out the door before hearing what we need to hear from God, we need to hear him say, I'm faithful and I see you. We'll jump into the wrong actions. We'll start doing the wrong things. It'll be out of a good heart. We're trying to do the right thing. We just actually haven't heard what's on God's heart. We haven't heard what we needed to hear from him. And so we move too quick. And so we've got to learn how before jumping out, we listen. Listen to what is heart, on his heart. And then we go to action, right? And then God commissions us and we move out. Not yet. See, my dad had this phrase growing up that you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. You need to listen twice as much as you talk. I mean, my dad's an introvert too, so maybe that's why he said that. <laughs> but that's hard for someone who's part of their job is to talk for a living. But I've tried to take that on. And so when you listen to what God's heart, listen again. See, what we can learn from Moses leaning into encountering God who says he is Yahweh, God who says, I am, I will be what you need to be, what you need me to be. I will be there for you. The things that you don't even know that you need, I will be for you. What we need to learn from Moses is that he listened to what was on God's heart. And God said, I'm faithful and I see you. And I want you to go rescue the Israelites. Now, there's some things God's inviting you into in your life. If you lean into the, to, to seeking God with us this week through prayer and fasting, I guarantee God's gonna, he's gonna open up some things to you that you need to pursue in your life because God's got good things for you that he wants you to go after. 
and he wants to help you learn how to do them. Here's what God does not do, is he doesn't say, I want you to go after rescuing the Israelites, Moses. Good luck. Figure it out. Hope it works out, Moses. Send me a report. But we treat God like that in our own lives. We get something on our heart and we just run out the door and we, expect that, we don't expect God to be there with us in the midst of it. But what God does for Moses is he speaks to him, not just about what to do, but about who he is. So keep listening and receive God's affirmation and his plan for you. Keep listening and receive what God has for you this week. What happens is Moses says, who am I to do this? You know what God's response to him is? I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Who am I, God? I'm with you. Doesn't matter who you think you are. I'm with you. Doesn't matter if you feel like you have what it takes. I'm with you. Doesn't matter what you feel, the things that come at you. I'm with you. And then God goes on to lay out a plan for Moses. This comes as a great encouragement to someone like me. I am a practical and strategic person. I like to know plans. You can ask my boss. <laughs> I like plans. I like details. So the fact that God walks through exactly what Moses needs to do, who he needs to talk to him, what he needs to say to him when he gets there, let that encourage you today. Like practically, if you've got something going on in your life and you really aren't sure what to do, God, I honestly, I don't know what to do here. I want to encourage you during this prayer and fast this week, you've got to lean in. <laughs> You're saying, God, I need you to speak to me about how, what I'm supposed to do. Like, would you, I'm just going to listen. Rather than me asking all my questions or making all my requests, I'm just going to listen. God, would you speak to me? How do I handle this situation? Who, what do I say? When do I move? How do I do this? And then just listen and let God reveal his plan to you. It's probably gonna look different than you think it is. Because God's more logical than us. His logic is beyond ours. He sees things that we don't understand and see. I see from my narrow viewpoint. And God's not limited by what he's gonna do through my narrow viewpoint. So if I just ask him, God, what do I do? How do I respond here? What is right? He'll speak. He'll encourage you. He'll give you a plan. And then you go. The last thing God told Moses to do was go. 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 God's inviting you into something. 
He's inviting you into, maybe it's to be a, a healing place in a relationship that's gotten broken. And he's gonna lay out some steps for you how to do that. God wants to be in your life and give you details. He wants to help you. You may have some insecurities. You may have some doubts about how it's gonna all play out. Moses did. You know, in this, I see Moses listening a lot. But let me encourage you, he also asked some really good questions. God can handle our questions. God's not afraid of our questions. He can handle them. Whether the questions are about me and my own ability to do something or his ability to do something. God can handle it. And he will even answer the questions. And so I believe God, this week, God's gonna commission you. He's gonna commission you to something you're supposed to step into. Maybe you're already in the middle of it and God wants to give you a new way to use it, to go about it, to do it. See what he did with Moses is he looked at him and Moses had a lot of doubts. He had a lot of insecurities about what he was supposed to do. And God looked at him and said, hey, you got that staff. Staff represents your work. The work of your hands, what's in your hand? Moses, I wanna use what's in your hands. I wanna use what you do. I wanna use your work. Next, he told Moses to stick his hand in his cloak and pull it out and it came out leprous. And he said, stick it back in and pull it back out and it came out clean. You know what God wants to use too? He wants to use your own transformation. He wants to use your transformation in your life. And then God told Moses, if those two things don't convince the people, pour some water on the ground and it'll turn to blood. You know what God wants us to know? Is if people won't listen to what he's doing in my life, God will just keep revealing himself to them. I, it's not my job to save people. It's his job. It's not my job to see people transformed. It's his job. He wants to reveal himself to people. He wants to move in people's lives. He wants to do what he's calling you to do more than you want to do it. And he's fighting to make it happen. Do we believe him? You know, and the last thing Moses just questioned was, God, I, I don't speak well. Here's another excuse, God. Here's another reason. You know what God just told him? Look, I made the mouth and whatever you need, I'm gonna give you. Moses, you don't feel like you speak good. Well, I made your mouth and I can make you speak good. You still don't feel good about it? Fine, I'll give you Aaron. You know what that boils down to? God looking at you saying, I'm gonna give you what you need. You know why? Because I'm Yahweh. Because I am. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm in you. I'm on you. I am. I'm your peace. I'm your healing. I'm your provision. I'm the God that sees you. I am. I am Yahweh. I am right here. I am right now. I have been there and I'll be in your future. You can't outrun me. I am Yahweh. I've been there. I will be there. 
I am there right now. God wants us to meet Yahweh this week. We've got to lean in. We've got to lean in. I want to invite you to stand up. And we're going to worship. And simply what I want to invite you to do this week, right, right now in this moment, is about 20 years ago, when I was encouraged to jump into a prayer and fast, as a 19-year-old kid, not knowing what I was getting into, I said in the middle of that service, at the end, all right, I'm in. God, I don't know what you want to do. I don't even know how to do this, but I'm in. I want to encourage you. Make a commitment before you leave here today to say, God, I'm in. I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in. My commitment is to respond to you, not just in this moment, but throughout this week. Don't just have a moment of encounter. Have a rhythm of encounter by choosing to say, God, I'm going to pursue you this week. I'm going to go after you this week because I believe that you want to meet me right where I am. You want to reveal yourself to me as Yahweh, as the God who is what he is, who gives me what I need, who is for me in every single way, who will provide for me, who will lead me, who will comfort me, who will counsel me, who will be with me. He is Yahweh. He's with us. So let's lift our voices and let's worship the God who is near and he is here right now.